Today, I interview a man who wrote a book that you guys should not miss out on. Welcome to the Anahata Singularity. Today is a very special episode, and I'm doing my very first interview, and it happens to be with a man who has spent much of his time investigating the nature of reality, as I have. He and I share a common interest, and that is in Gnosticism. I actually met him through Twitter after recording four episodes. Uh, I was starting to realize that I really wasn't getting that much traffic, so I signed up for a Twitter account to try to drum up some interest, and within a week, I met a man who I recognized immediately as speaking the language of Gnosticism. I found out that he has written a book on the nature of consciousness, and I have read this book and was amazed at how well he simplified the teachings of Gnosticism and described beautifully how those teachings are actually about human consciousness. Now, in episode four, I gave you what I consider to be a Cliff's Notes version of these concepts. Uh, the alternative, of course, being that you go read all those works yourselves and try to make heads or tails about what they're trying to say. Well, upon reading this book, I found that he has shed even more light on the subject without overcomplicating it, and I consider his book to be a wonderful bridge between my explanation of a Gnostic-based vision of reality and the original works themselves stored at the Nagamati Library. Folks, with me today is the author of that book entitled Consciousness, The Mistaken God. The author of that book, Darlington Moses, has joined me on a call so that you can hear it straight from the author's mouth. Darlington, I'm honored that you would consider giving your valuable time to a podcast that is just starting out like this one, and I thank you so much. Yeah, I I guess we should start by letting you introduce yourself and tell us a little about who you are. Okay, thanks so much, Dale. You know, I consider it an honor to be on this podcast. It's my first, first podcast ever, and uh, I'm really happy for the opportunity that you've given me, and I'm here to share my wisdom with everyone else. I don't know it all, but I believe we all, we all have portions of the truth, and I'm going to share my side of the story. Uh, my name is Darlington Moses. I also put another second name, which I mainly use in Africa, being Jodzin. However, my life for the past 20 years has been about studying the nature of this reality we call Earth or physical life. From early age, I managed to discover that there are certain truths that we are not taught. We are not taught in school. And to some extent, I believe that religion can tell us the answer. But I found out that religion is, is actually worse than schools. We've been lied about the nature of reality by design, or maybe a mistake, but I think it's by design. So I've been trying to figure out where is the missing link. After discovering what I think is the missing link, it made me to write that book, Consciousness, the Mistaken God. In this book is now available online. Uh, I do believe that my interview um, with the Dale today will shed more light about the book 
and most importantly about this world, like how we really exist. Things that we are not taught in school, we're not taught in church, but things that we ought to know is humankind. Excellent. So let's talk about the book itself. After reading it, I recognize that you definitely had a mission in mind while writing it. So in your own words, what is the mission for this book? What is your vision? How did you intend for this work to help those who read it? Okay. My main motive for writing this book is like to trigger the human consciousness or to make people think. You know, like I said before, that we've not been told the truth about this world. And most teachings that we are getting from religion or even from some so-called enlightened, enlightened people, they are just like well-watered down versions of the truth. Like music that is being sung to babies to make them sleep. But my mission for writing this book is to awaken the human consciousness, to make people know that, oh, there's something that we've not been taught. And to some extent, we are in danger because we don't know the truth. So my book, I would consider it an eye-opener to what this world is, to what is really going on. And the amazing part is we are creators or we are co-participants in creating this reality we are experiencing. So the concepts are a bit easier to follow. And I do believe that almost everyone is going to read this book and those, one, those ones who have read it, they can find you know, something that they've noticed in their own life that you know, they were responsible for this happening. So it's about making correlations between what people have experienced, but they've never seen it written so that they will be able to understand the nature of this reality and use the wisdom to achieve something more, like for us to achieve, like create paradise from this realm. All right. Uh, as I've already stated, this work is based on Gnostic belief and using Gnostic terminology. And so the reader is obviously going to be introduced to some concepts or terms that they may be unfamiliar with, one being the demiurge and the other being soulful or source beings. Could you shed some light on what exactly the demiurge is, what is a soulful human being, and why a person should be concerned at all with such concepts? Okay. When you are talking about the demiurge, according to us, people who believe in Gnostics, we do believe that once upon a time, before the Big Bang happened, we used to exist as one. Like there, there was one consciousness which was in charge of everything. Then later on, within that consciousness, they started to develop a thought which was different from the natural thought which was prevailing at that time. The natu natural thought being what? The thought of bliss. A bad idea came upon that one consciousness which was there in the beginning of time. That consciousness caused like fusion that later on led to an explosion resulting in the big, in the big bang that resulted in the creation of this so-called physical world. 
So that bad thought that uh, fought against the original purity in consciousness, it later on had a form on its own, started to live on its own, and started you not know, to try to dominate that pure consciousness. That is what we call the damage. It's an energy, it's like a god, a power, or a force in this universe. So, what that damage do is because it was a part of the original consciousness, it knows how the system works. But because it separated itself from the purity or the pure consciousness, which it could the power to do everything, it later on came up with a plan of capturing or using that pure consciousness to achieve its evil desires. And up to now, that plan of the damage is still ongoing. It has managed to create a world where evil is prevailing because it knows how to manipulate the source consciousness. Then we also talk about what are known as soulful, but in my book, I use the term source and the sourceless beings. By source beings, I mean when the damage separated from the original a collective consciousness, the purity part that remained later on, yet small fragments that even exist as humankind today, those kind of people are known as source beings. But the damage also, being clever or being the architect, if anyone watched the, the Matrix movies, it also created its own forms of people who look human like us at every aspect, but they don't have that pure energy in them. Some people refer to them as organic portals. Some say the soulless, but me, I love to use the term sourceless. Why? They lack the original or the primal source energy of creation. So there are people in, in, in our world like that, like, like that, with our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our bosses, our guardians, and everything. But there are people who are like, you know, pounds for the, for the damage. They are like the frontline soldiers who are here to accomplish the bigger plan of the damage to deceive the rest of the source uh, beings who are on Earth. Excellent explanation. One thing that we definitely share in the works that we each provide to source beings is not only bringing to their attention uh, what we both see as a problem, but also what we feel is a solution to that problem. So as a source being, how do I use this knowledge to my advantage, i.e., how do we change our situation? Okay, the solution to this uh, problem is very easy, except that the damage system, which is behind this so-called physical world, which is like a, an illusion or a hologram that is being manifested here, it has made it hard for us to know the truth. So our subconscious mind, you've been poisoned well enough 
to an extent where the damage is almost on the verge of taking over the collective consciousness and being the owner of everything. One, before I can talk about the solution, let me discuss how we've been poisoned. Because we need to know the poison in us so that we can take it out. When we take it out, then we will build ourselves from scratch. Number one point is religion. I used to be religious myself. I wanted to be a pastor, to own a ministry, but it's an instrument that has been used to make to teach us falsehoods, where we are separated from our divinity. Then we are told that we need God, we need Jesus, we need Muhammad to do this and this, this, but what they are doing is they are taking our virtue, they are reducing our capacity because we exist as what? Consciousness. So when you are told that you are a sinner because you were born like that, you need grace, you, you, you need this and that, already what you are wiring yourself with is you are someone who is not valuable. Secondly, our education system, I'm also a teacher by profession, has been meant to cripple our creativity. So kids are going to school thinking that they are learning more about the world, but it's like we are putting birds in a cage and removing their feathers. So that means already the creeping that is happening to our subconscious mind because of those two institutions, religion and the so-called educational system is affecting us as a source beings or as people who exist as consciousness. So what is needed is the solution is for us now to know who we are, which I've tried to explain in that book that no, we are divine beings or we are gods. Even in the Bible, it's also, it also said that we are gods in the Psalms and also Jesus repeated the same words in the John. Though I believe that the Bible, 95% of it is used as a decoy or as a book to enslave the collective consciousness. So we are gods who are in charge of good power to do anything, but that knowledge has been taken away from us. So what is needed now is to rebuild our subconscious mind or our psyche, our astral bodies that have been destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And we can rebuild that by doing affirmations. But before we do affirmations, we really need to know the truth, like how this world operates. But affirmations, as far as I know, is the best way we can use to build the way we would want to build ourselves to return to our original form as collective, pure consciousness. I love it. Now, before I let you go wild and talk about whatever you would like to talk about, you said something in your book that really resonated with me. You said, the 3D world is thoughts touching thoughts. If you could expound on that, I would really love that because I really love the way that sounds. It has such a beautiful ring to it. Okay. When you are talking, remember, let me just explain another aspect before I answer your question. When we, we think we are living, it's actually everything that is happening is happening in the realm of what? Thoughts. 
So the real power with the human consciousness is in thoughts. When we were living before the big, big Bang, as one being, as the collective consciousness, which was the one thing we were living in the world of what? Thoughts. So now, when we think now we are interacting with the world, whatever you do, you're a teacher, you're into sports, music, it's all about our thoughts connecting with one another and creating sparks that we can see and experience. So in short, what we are experiencing in this 3D world is just the vibrations of thoughts. That is all that there is to it. So if we want to return to our original form or to destroy the system that has been made and made that to be in bondage, we have to know that thoughts are the most uh, powerful weapons that we have to use to reprogram ourselves and create accordingly. Problem is, right now, people don't know how much power they have, but already they are creating their reality. So once you understand your power, instead of just being used by what we are taught in school, by the multimedia, that the world is bad, it's evil, it's what, and you'll be like also fulfilling that you can choose to say, oh no, I don't want to be part of this. I want to create a world that I want by having pure thoughts about one or two things that you want and you manifest it. Wonderful. Okay. Say I'm a regular person who's never heard anything about any of this before, but you've got my attention, but maybe I need just a little bit more. I'd like to hear what Darlington Moses has to say. What information would you like to impart that you know would help source beings that this is something that should be important to them, something that they should now begin to focus on in their life? Okay. I'm going to talk about the other aspect, which, is the, which I tried to explain in detail in that book, which are about the three states of consciousness. When we, a person is existing, we exist in the three states of consciousness, which are almost independent of each other, but they are not. The first one is what I call, or general people call, the source or the super consciousness. That consciousness is what we have about ourselves as gods or as infinite beings. Actually, in us, in everyone of us, there's internal knowledge about everything. I know many people might be surprised, like, ah, are you serious? I know everything. How come I, I, I don't remember? How come I don't know about this? That knowledge is not in our conscious mind and in most of it is not even in our subconscious mind. No wonder why we don't experience it. It's in our super consciousness. That is the first uh, state of consciousness I want to talk about. Then the second one is what is known as the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind now, it's a level that is made for awareness of a person 
that someone will have in his astral body or the psych self, which is made by the experiences you're seeing in this 3D world. For example, if someone is, is a child, you are told that you are not waiting, your parents are not showing you love, you end up assuming that uh, this world, they, I, I'm not important. Therefore, you make your subconscious mind someone who is weak, who is not valuable, someone who like a trauma, which means you'll be attracting abuse. Then the last part of our consciousness is obviously the conscious mind. This body is like an antenna which receives what signals, which receives information and they try to interpret it. But the way we are born into this world, we are naturally separated from the awareness in our super consciousness or our source consciousness. So because of the way our brain works, we think or we are made to think we are just human beings who are trying to survive on this planet. But actually, we are gods. We've created the stars, the universe, and everything is all our energy. But that, that ability and that awareness is in our super consciousness. So what I've been trying to do or what I try to do in that book is I want people to get knowledge about themselves from their super, con super conscious self to the subconscious mind. Why do I focus on the subconscious mind is 95% of what you do in this world does not come from your conscious mind. This conscious mind is just like an, an, an antenna that receives what signals from the subconscious mind. 95% of our actions is something that scientists have discovered they come from the subconscious mind. So you need to reprogram your subconscious mind with your awareness as a source being or as an infinite being. How do you reprogram your subconscious mind? Someone might ask. The subconscious mind is, is not a mind like this, a conscious mind that we gave that can sit uh, between wrong and right, white and black and everything like that. The subconscious mind is more like a mind that is based on energy, emotion that you believe about yourself. That is where affirmations come in. So when you know that you are super conscious, you have got everything already. That means you can attract what you want. So let's say you are sick. Instead of saying, praying to God to you, you, what you can do is you can do affirmations. Let's say you are called Susan. You can just start to say, I praise Susan, which is your subconscious self with all the knowledge. You can say, I praise Susan uh, because I am healed right now. Once you do that, you are reprogramming your subconscious mind with your infinite energy or your infinite self that you are a God being who is able to heal or to restore himself or yourself to the original state. We must know that sickness, poverty, uh, despair, all those energies that we feel, uh, anger, what, what, they all came because we left the awareness of ourselves is what? 
gods or as source beings. So once we restore it by reprogramming ourselves, by healing our, our souls, we will be able now to live in a paradigm where we are able to do many amazing things. In the book, I try to give steps about how to do it in a, in a simple way, and I'm sure people will learn a lot from that. And the end goal here is for source beings to realize that they are actually one consciousness that has been fractured and is to coalesce back into one unit to reachieve oneness. What do you think will happen with the Demiurge after that? Because some will not wake up. Some will not do the work. We're assuming that some source beings will merge with the Demiurge and some will merge, as I say in my podcast, through the heart. Will we then go our separate ways? Will they just fade away? Or what do you think about this? Okay, that, that is a very good question. And, you know, when we talk about such things uh, coming together, it's something that is at my heart, you know. Sometimes it makes me, like, almost want to cry, like, we don't know what we are doing. And the damage for on his part, may I give credit where it is due, he has done a good work in trying to separate us through races, religions, genders, and everything. As source beings, we don't have a race, we don't have a gender, we don't have a height, we don't have anything. We are just pure consciousness, we are all one. So, yes, it's possible for us to, to unite, and I do believe there is an awakening that is uh, taking place. I do love uh, Twitter. To some extent, of course, there are big things we can talk about Twitter, but it will also helped for people like you and me Dale, to come together and I also for some other white friends who might be linked with. So it's possible for us to unite. And I do believe that we are going to unite as source beings and restore our power together because we'll do more work if we work as a team. Same purpose with real intentions. We'll do accomplish more is working as one team instead of fighting our, our, amongst ourselves. So when that happens now, right now from the intel that I have, uh, intelligence that I have is someone who is psychic. The damage also, they are also making their final push to run over source beings. And I don't blame them. It's a game that someone is to win. And I do believe we're in the final phase of it. So for us now, if we realize our power, eh, what is going to happen that image is something that is also up to us. Like, what do you want to do with this energy? Because to some extent, we are not there to fight the damage as much as we will fight it. We must know this is a, a lower or a less power that cannot do without us, but we can do without it. So right now, the damage is trying to make or to blend people or source beings with it by, I'm sure you are all aware, aware of programs where people can have a chip in the brain that will connect them to the internet, what, what. The real reason why those things are starting is they would want, you know, to disempower source beings and make us to be robots like them because they are robotic beings. 
So for us, if they can try to take some of our own to be on their side, we can also take some of them to be on our side. So as we are beings of love, we are not beings of yet. And we don't, at our age level, we don't judge. We show love, we show compassion. It does not mean that we, we, we don't call a spade a spade. A spade is always a spade. But we are love, we are beings of light. So I do believe that it's possible for the Jamies to be reintegrated again, but it will be one step at a time. This process is going to happen maybe that is pretty years. It's something that can happen in lifetimes where those ones, maybe those ones, the, the damaged people, the socialists who are the least effective in it, they will start to realize that no, they are not beings of evil. They will start to come to the light and it will go bit by bit until it's only the damage that is left. That is option number one. Option number two is like in Armageddon, if we are going to use the Bible term, which is the final battle between good and evil. If we disconnect from the damage, completely its people, its energy, they don't know anything without us. They are actually using our power behind our back for them to know and to understand. So I'm sure those in the people who are familiar with the Bible, they know the term outer darkness. So if we separate from them, and we are able to rescue every source being from the damage. And remind you, they have got a good word on us. Most of us, I talk to many people who I do believe are star seeds or the source being. Most of us, our lives are, you've been attacked one way or another, diseases, marriages that aren't working, what, what. So most of us are in despair, and that is how they are gaining anything from us. But if we are able to rescue every soul, that means now, since these uh, damaged beings, sourceless beings, they are beings of darkness, they will go back to their original nature where they don't know anything, where they live in outer darkness, and you know, it would be misery for them. It's what can be called, you know, the uh, internal damnation, where they are totally separated from any kind of joy. So that is option number two. But again, it's not something that I can decide myself or something that one person can decide. It's up to the energy in the collective consciousness of source beings like what is the best option. But whichever way, we are at all at war here. And we have to fight to win. Because the damaged people, they are also trying to win. So we just need to unite. And as we are going to unite, we are going to know more about our power. And that will determine the next step. And then I would say that one last important point that should definitely be made here that I feel would be directed to those who still might be thinking at this point, why should I take action? My life is okay right now. I'd like for you to talk about something that you and I have discussed together, and that being how the universe cycles over and over again, but that we both feel very strongly that this may be the last go around, that this may be the final cycle, the end, if you will, that whichever side source beings choose, there may never come another opportunity to correct that choice. Could you maybe talk about that? Yes, I can also talk about that a bit. 
Yeah, from what I've known, because I was someone who was born with like high spiritual knowledge and psychic from oh, as far as I can remember from five five years old. What I've been hearing for the past two, two three years is right now, this phase of incarnation, and mind you, we've reincarnated maybe thousands or millions of times. We just don't remember it, but it's a day in our source. Uh, so uh, we remember everything, but it's not in our conscious mind. So this is the, I'm 100% sure of this, according to my perspective, that this is the last round. There is a big possibility that those ones who are going to be dying, there's no other chance of being reincarnated in one way or another, but you go where your energy or where your understanding in this incarnation has made you to go. Which means those ones who are not going to reconnect with their source self, we are not going to know or we are, going, we are not going to be mature. Yeah, let me use because at the highest level of consciousness, there's no good and evil. It's about maturity. So those ones who are not going to attain their God status, they are in real danger of being a, going into a realm where they may end up suffering with the damaged beings. So, of course, we are trying to wake everyone up. And I know most people may say, this does not concern me. I've got a good job where I do sports. My life is okay. But the reason why you think it doesn't concern you is because you are only using your conscious mind. If you are able to access knowledge in your subconscious mind, or your super conscious mind, you would know that this game is played in a different way than what we are taught. But to some extent, Joe, uh, what I want to say is I'm really happy that people generally are waking up. I've been seeing some videos of late of young, beautiful girls saying things about this reality. I think most people are at a point where they know that something is amiss, but they don't know which way to go. So I do believe now it's a time for people who know the truth, not to sit on it, but to go out into the field using whatever means you have to teach other people. This is the time for harvest, not harvest according to what is said in the Bible, but this is the time for the world to know the truth as it is. The truth, of course, will make people uncomfortable. But we have to share it because our life, especially as internal beings, as immortals that we are, depends on it. By the way, we don't even die. It's just that this body can end up sometimes, you know, at a certain age, it can maybe may not continue. But as infinite beings, as energy beings, we just continue existing. But that knowledge has been suppressed from our conscious mind. So my point to, to the listeners is this is the time for harvest. It does not matter how much you know. Some people are waiting that are outside to spread the message of truth once I know everything. Once you do that, you are not going to grow. Share the little truth that you know. Then as you are sharing it, you are also going to grow in understanding 
of how the unit is packed. This is the only method we can use to take over from the damage. I've also noticed the same thing that you have, uh, that when you go online and talk to different people and the conversations that we see come across our feeds over various social media platforms is that people are awakening en masse. We're seeing it. People who had no prior interest in spirituality, who had no interest in truth seeking before, that that reality has, if you want to use the term, come apart or crumbled so much to the point that ordinary people who just live ordinary lives, you know, work and come home and watch football are looking around and saying, my God, what's going on here? Uh, also, I want to say that we throw around the terms good and evil and talk in terms of being at war with the Demiurge. But what we're really saying here, just so there's no confusion, and you can tell me if you agree or not, is that it's not necessarily a war, but a very serious game. You had mentioned earlier that you feel it's a game, and I agree with that, that it's not necessarily something that you would resist in the classical sense of what war is in most people's minds, where all source beings come out with weapons and fight this huge enemy. It's more of a game of who's who's going to harvest the most souls at the end. Would you agree with that? Yes. You know, it's an important point that you brought. Because, quote unquote, fighting the damage, the damage is very tricky. One, the energy of anger, despair, crying, and all those negative energy, they are not part of us. So once you think you want to fight the damage, then you have anger against those people. Some people putting uh, anger against what the Illuminati, the Freemasons, what what you are damaging yourself. We are not there because if we have got a portion of their energy of anger, hatred, what what it will give them right to own us to come to our lives and do what they want. So when you say we are fighting, we are talking about elevating our consciousness to be above their realm. Like if their jets are flying at 600 feet above the ground, as we need to fly at what, 20,000 feet or so. Otherwise, we are supposed to love everyone unconditionally. It does not mean that we don't call a spade a spade, but we must know that we are love beings. We win when we remain in the realm of love. We win when we remain in the realm of no judgment. But this world, of course, they've trained us to judge. This one will go to your what, what, what. And most people will say that they don't even know what they're talking about. So remember, we are beings of light. As much as we may say we are going against the damage, socialists, let's not make them dim our light, our love. So we must even love people who think unlovable. But it does not mean that we have to be bring everyone to our life. There are some people who may keep away because we know that as soon as they come into our uh, comfort zone, they are just there to mess things up. We may love them and leave them there. We don't talk to them because we, we know what they'll bring. But 
the energy we must behave in our hearts towards everyone must be the energy of love. So don't even try to fight the damage by giving hatred and anger. That means it's more like you are giving your enemy a gun to shoot against. Those are not our energy, our energies. Our energy, they are pure, they are love, respect, and also compassion for one another. Excellent. I just thought about this when you were talking that maybe we can use the imagery of a drowning person uh, fighting for their life, trying to get to the surface. It, it's not a war, but that person is struggling to raise themselves up so that they can live. Maybe we could use that analogy and look at it that way, that we're literally drowning in this material realm and we're suffering and the war more or less could be seen as us trying to raise our vibration up to save ourselves. Do you think, do you think that's a fair assessment? Yes. In short, I would say it's a war of vibration, not a war of decapitating anyone, not a war of punishing anyone, because punishment comes judgment and uh, uh, judging other people or any soul is not, a, it's not good at all, because whatever judgment you give to other people, it also entails that you are also saying that upon yourself. So we may end up screwing ourselves by thinking that we are handing over the rightful judgment, the damaged beings or the sourceless beings. But what we must do is, if we want to win this war, let's, let it be about vibration and frequency. So that means if someone comes at you with anger, with hatred, with what, what, our, let's not join them in doing things that will lower our vibration. That may also mean that don't be in a relationship, especially those relationships that involve sex, love, where someone is abusing you and you say, ah, you love them, yes, but they're in, in a relationship is strict now, especially for women. You may be with a man, is abusing you, is beating you every day, then says love, love, but naturally. When you do everything good for a person, they abuse you, you end up behaving bitterness. So if you, you see that, okay, I don't need to fight this person, but being in contact with him is giving me bitterness. There are some relationships we have to leave and let them go. So that when, wherever we are, we have got the space to have the love that is supposed to vibrate within us. The moment we dim our love, we are already targets. Because the damaged people, they are attracted by darkness. So I do believe there is also a plan by them to make all the source beings have difficult situations where they suffer through my research. I've discovered that most source beings have suffered from trauma from a young age, early teens, also when they get to manhood or womanhood. So that love is a, that lack of love or the trauma is trying to make us to eat the food for the sourceless beings. That is what we need to remove ourselves from. Let's have love. Let's vibrate high. So when we say fight, it's like we are throwing love balls, knowledge balls, not hatred, not measles. All right, Darlington, I've had you talking for a long time here. 
So I think we can give you a break. Uh, you've given a wonderful explanation of the concepts that you've written about in your book. And personally, I consider your book to be the survivalist guide for source beings. Again, it's called Consciousness, the Mistaken God, and it's by Darlington Moses, who we have here with us today. Currently, this book is only available at https colon slash slash tinyurl.com slash mistaken God. Again, that's https colon slash slash t-i-n-y-u-r-l dot com slash m-i-s-t-a-k-e-n-g-o-d, which will redirect you to his payhip site where the book is available for purchase. The link will also be down in the description of this episode. And this won't be the last time I'll talk about this book. That's how much I love it. So as it becomes available at different stores, I'll definitely keep you posted. So I would like to thank you for giving us your time, Darlington. It was a wonderful interview. I am fortunate to have had someone that was so easy to interview my first time around. I was blessed to have my first one go so well, and I thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you also for allowing me to have this opportunity. And uh, I do believe we you know, we'll always be talking one or another, which is good for, for us. All right, so I thank you again, and I will be talking to you again soon. Bye-bye, Darlington. Okay, so that is it for today. I'd like to mention here that I have a Patreon page. You should see a link to that both in your player and in the description below. The information that Darlington and myself are providing is difficult to find, and this type of information is invaluable. Please support us by purchasing his book and by dropping a buck or two in the bucket for me before you leave. All right, Source Bings. I'll be talking to you all in the next episode. Until then, peace out. Peace within.